Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. So good to see you. Man, we have been part of this series called Yahweh, the Names of God. Hasn't this been awesome? Man, I'm t- Pastor Mike's been slinging the word. I mean, he's just been slinging. It's been so good and talking about who God is. And the names of God reveal the character of God, the nature of God, the ways of God. And today I'm excited to talk to you about uh, Yahweh Rohi. Rohi, is it on the screen? There it is. I'm from Alabama. When I see R-O-H-I, I think Rohi. Y'all know what I'm talking about? But it's actually Rohi. Everybody say Rohi. And that means shepherd. If you, you're from Alabama, you just go ahead and just say, you know what, I'm just gonna know the Lord is my shepherd. I might not remember the Hebrew name, but he's my shepherd. And uh, we're gonna be talking about that today. If you have your Bibles, why don't you go ahead and turn with me to Psalm 23. Psalm 23, we'll be reading the whole Psalm, most famous Psalm, perhaps, of all the Psalms. And the Psalmist David writes this, and this is what he says, speaking of the shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I like that he personalizes it. He belongs to this shepherd. He says, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me to the side of the still waters. He restores my soul. How many thank you for the restoration power of the shepherd? He says, he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. This is why, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You'll be coming back to that in a moment. Verse five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I've been praying, I pray that, that your cup runs over with God's goodness in your life. Just overflowing with God's goodness. Final verse says this, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen for the reading of God's word. Good stuff. Have you ever had somebody say something to you that you knew was true, but you didn't really much appreciate? Y'all know what I'm talking about? How many of you know people, they just feel the liberty just to tell you what they think, and you didn't even ask them for their opinion? If you don't know them, you are them. I remember when I was in fifth grade, marked me forever. I was sitting at my desk, Doing what I'm supposed to do. Just dominating school. (laughs) All C's, very consistent. (laughs) And there was a girl next to me, her name was Shay. Shay looks over to me unprovoked. She said, hey, she's from Alabama. Hey, you got skinny wrists. (laughs) I looked down at my wrist. I thought, well, I never really thought about it before, but yeah, I do, thanks, Shay. Now I have a complex about my wrists. You got skinny wrists. The the funny thing was that Shay had a crush on me. She just wrote me a love note the week before. I thought, Shay, you don't really understand how this thing works, do you? You gotta get some compliments. She didn't have that. Even a couple weeks ago, this is embarrassing. I'm gonna be honest with you, this is embarrassing. I I debated whether I should say this or not because I'm afraid what people say to me after. Um, But my son, I I was outside and I was cutting the grass. Just, you know, just working away just making the yard pretty. And my son, thank you, my son comes up to me and he's like, hey dad, 
And I, I had my weed ear going. I turned it off, and I got, you know, earphones in my head. I said, yeah, son, what is it? He goes, Dad, you know what? I said, what, son? I thought he needed something. He said, you're going to be bald in two years. <laughs> now, y'all laughed a little bit too hard at that one. He said, you're going to be bald in two years, Dad. I said, I reject that in the name of the Lord. Guess who didn't win the encourager of the week in the family that week? That one right there. You know, it's funny. Sometimes things will be said about you that you might not necessarily like, but they're true. And this is what I know. I know that the Lord is our shepherd. Amen, everybody? We like that. God's my shepherd. But you know what that means? That means that we sheep. Some of y'all not getting this yet. I think about all the animals that God created. I mean, there's some awesome animals. Some amazing animals, some strong animals, some fierce animals. And I think about, Lord, I know you call us sheep. In fact, Psalm 100 verse three says this, acknowledge that the Lord is God. We'll pull up on the screen. Acknowledge that he's God, that he made us. I mean, God doesn't make mistakes. And we are his, we are his people. And then it says, the sheep of his pasture. What do we call it? We call it sheep. And I think, God, I, I want to be a tiger. You know what I'm talking about? Lord, how about a lion? I mean, I'll be a mongoose over a sheep. At least mongooses, y'all know that little mongooses can kill snakes? That's a good thing right there. I, I'd rather be that, but God says, no, you a sheep because I'm a shepherd. But God, I don't want to be a sheep. Well, guess what? You a sheep. <laughs> I was thinking about it. There, there's not one college program that their mascot <laughs> is the sheep. I mean, can you imagine the LSU fighting sheep? <laughs> Just sends terror all throughout the SEC and across the nation. Yeah, you don't have that. Can you imagine next week the athletic director's like, you know what, we're gonna change the name of, of the mascot, and it's now it's gonna be Mike the Lamb. Just ferocious bite. He's just intimidating. There's not one school with that. Why? Because sheep are not strong. <laughs> sheep can't protect themselves. You ever seen a sheep protect itself? It can't. They're not ferocious. They're not mighty. But that's exactly the point. It might not be the most endearing title, but it's the most accurate title. That we, that you, that me, regardless how smart you are, talented you are, strong you are, mighty you are, all of us in this room who call upon the name of Jesus Christ, we are sheep. But this is what's great. Sheep are dependent on the shepherd. Sheep who survive, understand that the shepherd is the strength that they need. See, if you and I were called a lion, it would give individual strength to our own selves. But God is intentional to say, hey, I'm the shepherd and you're the sheep in my pasture. And the sheep, more than anything, when you recognize your full desperation upon the shepherd, that's when the sheep become strong. Because your proximity to the shepherd is what gives you strength. I'm preaching already, y'all gotta help me out today. Y'all help me out of campuses. You a sheep. You might not wanna hear it, but you are. And I wanna give you just today just a few things, just two things, real simple. But I think this is something God's gonna use to impact your life. So I know it's this week, this has been a message that I'm like, Lord, 
I need this. Two things that the shepherd provides, the, the God that we serve that he provides us as sheep. The first thing is this, is the shepherd, there's protection of the shepherd. There's protection. Psalm 23, verse four, the last part of it says this. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Please hear me today that God is your protector. And I don't want you just to hear it with your ears and with your mind. I want it to seep deep into your soul and to your heart. God is your protector. And sometimes you just got to keep saying that over and over yourself. God is my protector. Because in this world, you will face adversity. How many of you discovered that to be true? In this world, you're going to face attack. And I want to list three different ways that God protects us and really gives us this insight from Psalm 23 is the first way he protects us from spiritual enemies. The Bible says your rod, the rod of the shepherd was used as an instrument to fend off and fight predators that were trying to attack the sheep. So if a wolf came, a coyote, a wild dog, any predator came, that shepherd had this rod on his belt that he would pull out to fight off and demolish the attacker, the predator that was trying to come and get him a little lamb chop. And the shepherd had this weapon in his hand, not for show, but for use. And I want you to understand today, and many of you do, you have a spiritual adversary who is after your life. I know we operate in the physical. In school, you most likely didn't hear about the spirit realm. But you do hear about the five senses, right? And because of that, we're so trained to just go off of what we see, what we touch, what we hear, what we taste, what we smell, and we, we go off of those senses, but I've come today to tell you that there is another sense that you need to become part of your life. And that's a spiritual dimension that there are adversaries that are after your life. In fact, this is what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse eight, it says this, stay alert. Somebody say alert. What's that mean? You keep your head up. You keep your head on swivel. That you're aware of your surroundings, spiritually speaking, because it says this, watch out for the great enemy. And who is it? It says the devil. For he prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. I know it's not the most encouraging news in the world to hear. Hey, there's a predator after your life. God bless you. You're a sheep and there's a wolf after you. There's one who's like a lion who's after you. But I'm telling you this, you and I have to become more aware of the spiritual adversity that's all around us. When you're facing things in your home, I'm about to get real right now. When you're facing things in your home and there's conflict and there's tension, I know none of us in here experience that. And there's arguing and there's fighting. 
Can I encourage you just to step back a little bit and say, wait a second. I know there's things happening in the physical, but what is happening in the spirit? Because too often we think the victory is gonna come through argumentation. How many married people in the house? How many married people have learned that you don't win any victory by argument? You win victories through prayer, not argument. But when you and I only see in the physical, physical realm and all we're looking at is what's happening, and she's just like this. This is her problem, let me tell you her problem. And then he's like this, oh, I just can't stand it when he does this. Y'all know it's true. And you tell, we have a gift of telling each other what we're bad at, right? You bad at this, you bad at that. And it's just this back and forth, fighting and fighting. Listen to me, there's something else going on, my friend. There's an attack going on. Ascension, I want you to hear this. When you have conflict in your life and there's not resolution taking place, maybe it's not just what's happening in the physical. Maybe there's something happening in the spirit realm that the shepherd is trying to fight off. But this is what takes place. When I start to take up the battle myself, I start to separate myself from the shepherd and I start walking in the flesh and I start fighting a fight. I think I'm gonna win, but I can't win. The only way for a spiritual attack to be victorious on you and I behalf is if we are close to the shepherd. Because I, I know this isn't encouraging either, but the enemy's stronger than you. Ooh, I don't know if I believe that. He's stronger than you, but he's not stronger than the one who lives inside of you. I had this friend in school, his name was Jack Sherman. Jack Sherman. Just a name like that, you know he's gotta be tough. Jack Sherman. His dad played football at Georgia Tech. He ended up playing football in college as well. Jack was a big dude. He was strong. Man, he's strong. I remember we'd go to like the movies or we'd go to a Friday night football game or whatever, and, and there would be people sometimes, you know, people just come up and kind of mess with you. You think I'm kind of a skinnier guy now? I made Gumby look big when I was 10. People come up. I remember this one guy, I'll never forget it. This one guy came up to us and he had these crazy eyes. He comes up and it was me and a couple of my buddies and, and Jack, Jack's huge. Jack, like when he was 10 years old, he, he, he had like a full beard. It was amazing. <laughs> Massive. And he come up to me and a couple of my buddies and he looks at us and he said this, I kid you not, he said, you looking at me? And I'm looking behind me. I'm like, brother, I don't know who you're looking at. You looking at me? I said, no, man, I'm not looking at you. And he was getting all in my face. And here comes Jack. Jack had my back. Jack stepped up. And I'm telling you, that guy just fled away. I started thinking about that this week. You got an enemy who's after you who's stronger than you. But you got a God who has your back. And he's a lot stronger than Jack. You have a shepherd who knows you by name, and he's got just has a, a rod in his hand. He has a sword in his hand, and he's come to slice and dice the enemy, but I'm telling you, when we start fighting battles that we're not supposed to fight because we just think in the physical realm instead of the spiritual realm, that's when we lose the battle. It happens through pressing in the spirit. The greatest weapon of the enemy, you ready for it, is deceit. All he does is lie. 
That's all he does. He can't speak truth because then he'd be somewhat like God. He can't speak truth. All he does is lie. And he'll deceive you and I, man, don't grow blinded to the tactics of the enemy. When he tells you that you'll never amount to anything, when fear jumps on your life, when anxiety jumps on your life, when depression jumps on your life, man, those things happen. They happen to me. They happen to many of you. Press into the spirit and fight the right battle. Come on. Can you give Jesus praise in here today? Fight the right battle. Second Thessalonians three, verse three says this chapter three, verse three says this, but the Lord is faithful. He's faithful. It says this, and he will strengthen you. Watch this and protect you from the evil one. Attack comes in isolation. Attack comes where you're vulnerable. And the final thing is this that I found. Attack comes oftentimes right before a great breakthrough. Some of you are like, well, I must be having a great breakthrough coming up soon. <laughs> he, the enemy does not know everything. He's not omniscient and all-knowing. But I'm telling you, the spirit realm can sense when God is stirring the waters. And sometimes the attacks come right before God does something great. Some of y'all need to hear that right now. I'm telling you, some of you need to wake up a little bit and hear that right now. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is speaking to you. You're going through the fire right now, but God's getting ready to do something great. Don't get distracted by the waves of the sea because the one who can walk on water is about to get out of the boat. But recognize what you're going through is a spiritual attack, but you have good news to hold on to. There is a shepherd who has your back. Come on, give him praise if you believe that today. I felt that, man. I feel it. Second thing he protects us from. Protection from ourselves. Oh boy. Had to throw that one in there, didn't you? Protection from ourselves. The rod is used for predators. The staff is used for the sheep. Sheep get lost. Sheep wonder. How many of you here, you, you, you can have a tendency sometimes to wonder on your own path? Just get a little distracted. Ooh, that grass looks green over there. Oh, that water looks better over there. And you start wondering. And this you can't blame the devil about. This is your own flesh. I know we don't like admitting that. Oh, not me, Brother Ray. It's just the devil always. No, sometimes it's just Y-O-U. And we start wandering over here. I like the way this looks. I like the way this feels. And we start straying away. But this is what I love about the shepherd. He will protect you not just from the predators. He will protect us from ourselves. How many of you need a little protection from yourself? How many of you, your emotions sometimes will take you down a path that you know, oh, Lord Jesus, I don't need to be here. You got to pull yourself back. And I love that our shepherd, he never uses abuse. He's not hitting you with the rod. The rod is reserved for Satan. The staff is reserved for the sheep, and he will pull you to himself. In fact, the Bible says this, in case you don't believe me, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6. It says, all of us. Somebody say, all of us. All of us are like what? Sheep. There we go again. Bye. Having strayed away, have left God's path and follow our own. You know what will keep you anchored to the shepherd? 
Humility. Humility will keep you anchored to the shepherd. I had lunch with Tommy Poche the other day. It's y'all's 23rd anniversary, everybody. Why don't y'all clap for the Poches right here. Campus is online. I know you can't see them, but they're right here. Great couple. And he was asking me some questions. He was asking me how I was doing. And, you know, just the conversation of just things that are happening in churches and ministries all across the globe. And then people are just, sheep fall, right? People sin. People get out of line. People fall out of place. And it's just, hey, how are you? And I appreciate the conversation so much. How are you? Because listen to me, I might be up here with this microphone, but guess what I am too? Thank you. Some of y'all listening. I'm a sheep and I can fall too. You know what I've learned? I'll be 40 this summer. I know I don't look it. <laughs> y'all have laughed at me being bald and looking old a little too much today. And I've said some other funny stuff. I'll be 40 this year. You know what I've learned? I've learned that I am vulnerable. I've learned that I am weak. I've learned this, that I don't have every right idea. I've learned that I can miss the mark. I, I don't feel like we ever get to the point in our spiritual relationship with Jesus that we're like, man, God, I have been killing it lately. I mean, I just, have you seen my prayers? Have you seen just my ministry to people? I think I'm graduating from a sheep and now I'm gonna be a buffalo. We never graduate from being sheep. And sheep realize that are humble, I've gotta stay close to the shepherd. And I'm thankful that he's a God who will correct me, redirect me, that he's not punishing me, but he will bring a little bit of consequence in my life when I start to go my own path because he knows that that water might not kill me, but the ditch on the other side might. And he pulls you back in from yourself. Y'all picking up any of this today? Is this all right? Third thing, I like this one. This is good. Protection from people. Protection from people. Some of you know this better than others. Some people will just not like you. Some people will be jealous of you. I wish somebody would help me with this part a little bit. I know we're like, oh, should I say amen to that? Some people will despise you, talk bad about you, do you wrong. You'll have enemies. Unfortunately, we have enemies in our families sometimes, don't we? We have enemies sometimes at our workplace, don't we? Even in church. I know sometimes we say, hey, I don't know who your enemies are, but they're not in this room. But some of you looking across the room. <laughs> you're saying, I know that sounds good, Pastor, but I see somebody over there. You see, this, we're getting real now. And I don't think he likes me very much or she likes me very much. Listen, you're going to have enemies and that shouldn't take place in the heart of the house. It shouldn't. We should deal with conflict right. But you're gonna have people who don't like you at times. And I've always been interested by this verse that he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And I always thought, man, I don't think I've ever heard anybody preach on that, I'm sure there's been tons of sermons. I just never heard, because that's kind of a different thought. Like, you know, pray for your enemies, love your enemies, and we should. 
Jesus says that, right? So we can't just push that to the side. But I like this picture. And I think you're going to like it too. I like this picture because it's a picture that the king has invited you to the banquet table. And in ancient times, when you sat down at a table in someone's house, it was not just, hey, you're just this informal guest. It was, hey, now you're, you're like part of the family. And he serves you food. And, and, and this is what it says. It says that your enemies will watch with their own eyes. This is what I want sometimes. Ready? When somebody's my enemy, I'm going to be truthful to you. Honestly, I want God to remove them. But sometimes God will cause them to remain. And he will bless the mess out of you in front of them. It's not what I said, it's what the word says. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You just over there eating and loving life. Ooh, man, this chicken leg's good. And then you look over there and oh, there they are, but they just watching. Because I'm telling you this, if you'll get this down today, I'm telling you, some of you need to let down a little of vengeance. Say this, I am not an avenger. I know we might want to be Spider-Man and Thor and all those people, but you ain't a Avenger. Bible says, Jesus, God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Don't let somebody else's hate become your hate. Don't let somebody else's bitterness become your bitterness. Don't you get at that table and start shaking your head. God, I just want you to wipe them out. God might want to do something in their life, and he's going to bless you so much to say, hey, this is my child. This is my son. This is my daughter. Keep your hands off of them. Come on, can somebody give him praise in here today? Man, I like that. I know sometimes we don't hear that, but I'm telling you, it's right there in the Word, and some of you need to hear that today because you got some adversaries, some people who are after you. Let go and let God. Stop trying to pick up the rod yourself and defeat them yourself. Watch God do what God does best. The vengeance doesn't belong to me. This isn't like a family dinner. Hey, have a little slice of vengeance. He's not passing it around the table. All right, it's your turn, David. Have at him. No. God says just sit back. Watch this. It's my one rhyme of the day in honor of Pastor Mike. Don't get back sit back. That's it. You're not getting another one. That's the best I got. But let God fight your battles. Y'all receiving this today? Receive it. Final thing is this, the pursuit of the shepherd. I'm going to land the plane here. Ran out of time. The pursuit of the shepherd. I love that it says that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The shepherd doesn't just protect me. The shepherd is pursuing me. Some of you didn't know it, but you're being chased down. You're being chased down by goodness and by mercy. Here lies the problem. Life is hard. And sometimes when you're walking with the shepherd and you look back, if you're honest, sometimes you don't see goodness. You see pain. 
You see hardship. You see grief. You see trials. If you're honest, there's one thing that we have in common in all here is all of us go through stuff. All of us face battles. All of us have loss and pain and grief and hurt. And you look back and you say, well, I know he said that goodness and mercy are following me, but I look back and I see all these other things following me. And I just challenge you today to take a second look. Turn around. And I'm seeing some of you, and I know your story. I know the pain you've walked through. I know the hardship you walked through. We prayed for family earlier. And you think, man, I don't, how is any of this good? Take a second look. Turn back around. And I know you might have to go through the weeds a little bit. But I promise you what you'll find is God's goodness through it all. It might not all have been good, but His goodness is woven in through all of it. I was having a conversation with the Lord recently. I don't know if you're like me, but when I talk to God, I'm just real. I'm not just like saying things that sound pretty. I'm like, God, I don't like what I'm going through right now. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hey, Lord, I don't like this. This is painful. It hurts. It's frustrating. I I don't feel like your goodness is following me. I feel like grief is following me. And the Lord, I'm telling you, it wasn't out loud, but just in my own spirit and on my own soul, he asked me a question. And this is what it was. I I told my wife, I said, this is what it was. He said, David, in my soul, in my soul, there's still a small voice in my spirit. I just felt the Holy Spirit whisper this to me. Are you a better man because of it? Second thing was this. Are you a better follower of me because of it? And I thought, this is a trick question. I see what you're doing, Lord. And I don't like that either. But as I stepped back and I thought about it, I said, Lord, I would not have written this script. I wouldn't have chosen this path. But I know this, God, that you are good. That you work all things together for my good. Somebody needs to hear this today. You look behind you, you see grief. But I'm telling you this, his goodness will be greater than your grief. It's going to be greater. Second thing is this, just quickly. It says his mercy's following you. His mercy. Some of you look back and you think, man, mercy, all I see is my sin. My shame, my guilt, my condemnation, my mistakes. His mercy is greater than your mistakes. Jesus rode in, hear me. Jesus rode in on Palm Sunday on a donkey. 
He rode in, people was just going crazy, cheering for him, Hosanna. He knew they were gonna turn on him in less than a week. Riding in on a donkey, they throwing palm branches down, shouting all these things. Can I tell you that he wasn't there for a parade. He was there for a pursuit. And he was on his way and he had one mission. That was for the shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd, the chief shepherd, to become the Lamb of God. You need to look back a little bit more in the rearview mirror of your life. As I promise you this, there's some things pursuing you that you might not see. His goodness is after you. His grace is after you. His faithfulness is after you. His favor is after you. You say, man, I don't know if I can believe that. That's what's so great about the cross. Is it's not based upon me. It's not based upon you. His goodness is not because I'm so great or I'm so good. It's based upon who he is by nature. And I've come today just to tell you the simple thing, that you have a shepherd who's with you. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. For his rod and his staff are with you. He prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And surely... Goodness and mercy shall follow me. Somebody, if you believe that, clap your hands. Shall follow you all the days of your life. Come on, make some noise for Jesus in this place. All of our campuses, give him praise. Thank you, Lord. I believe it. Sometimes you got to speak some things that you don't even see. But I see it in the spirit realm. I know my shepherd is working on my behalf. He's the great I am. He's my banner. He's my healer. He's my provider. He's my peace. But he is also my shepherd. And he's not going to leave his sheep abandoned. In fact, the Bible says this. He will leave the 99 for the one. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit HealingPlaceChurch.org.